Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show for this Monday, March 16th. And it has been a crazy, surreal last few days, we know. Um, The one thing, and we hope and pray that you all are safe out there and exercising caution and listening to the health authorities. But we've got one thing going on in sports that is definitely not slowed down, and it's our NFL offseason. As of the taping of this show on Sunday night, and we will give you any updates on LandryFootball.com. That's why you want to always go to LandryFootball.com because from the time <coughs> pardon me, we tape this show, the time it airs, there's some things that can happen, particularly this time of year and particularly this week, folks. So keep that in mind. But as we tape here Sunday night, the league year, scheduled to start on time. And and I say that, I would say it's, hey, it's definite, it's done. I, I see no reason for it to change, but we all know what's going on in the world today. And something else could happen, and we hope it doesn't get worse, but we know uh, there's always a possibility of things um with the health crisis that could maybe make them change their mind uh, on Monday. But here's the schedule of things, and as of Sunday night, it's 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 good to go. The deadline for um, your franchise and transition designations are Monday at noon or 11.59 <clears throat> Eastern. So that means – with the Titans getting Brian Tannehill done, Derrick Henry and some others, you know, Dak Prescott could get franchised. Uh, we're, we're likely going to have that done in the morning. Then at night, um, before midnight, is right at midnight, is the deadline for, um, or midnight Eastern, I should say, is when the legal tampering period starts. So teams have all day to have, uh, exclusive negotiating rights, the remaining exclusive negotiating rights for their current players. So does that make a movement? It would make a huge difference, say, for the Patriots that they got a deal done with with Tom Brady. If they don't get a deal done Monday, the difference is, is that the prorated portion of the money should he move on uh, instead of being spread out over two years, would be in a one-year acceleration. So it, it doesn't mean that it's 100% definite, but there's we need to keep an eye out on what's happening Monday with Tom Brady and whether there's a deal getting done. The Patriots, as of Sunday night, got a deal done with Devin McCourty. That was their priority. That's who they wanted to sign. Then they're on to Brady, and more on that in a second. We'll get into that and where his um, – situation will be and what the options are with him we're going to go over the details of the nfl um the new cba and then some free agent news things we're hearing around in the league and talking with folks all brought to you by our great folks and friends at 401k generation uh it is a tough time in the market it's a frustrating it's a worrisome time what better way to get good information from people that know. 
and that's Eddie Rojas and 401k Generation. They're the experts in money management, investments, financial goals that making sure that you're on the right path. Give them a call. Give them a text today at 1-866-998-5879. You know, listen to the health experts when it comes to what we're dealing with, this pandemic. Listen to the financial experts on how to deal with it, how to react to it. You know, we are so much, and I, I get this a lot in football. You know, people all, everybody thinks they're an expert. They've never done anything in that area, you know, football, but they think they're an expert that can coach, that can scout. Well, football is the part the, to our department of life. This is a lot more important. Make sure that you take care of your financial self, your your health, your family's health by listening to the right people. Uh, if we can help you promote your business, we want to always want to say that, promote you, contact us at LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and we will definitely do that. Uh, you can listen to this podcast for signing up for Landry Football's conference call, wherever you listen to your podcast. And by all means, again, check out LandryFootball.com because there's a lot of details and information that you're going to get that we can't get to in this podcast. For example, free agency starting this week, folks, we got it all for you. We said it. We've been talking about it. It's all done in the bag as of Friday. The, the complete position-by-position position free agent boards, position-by-position position free agent scouting reports. And, and the free agent boards are technically the position boards of every player graded in the league by position. So you know how players graded out. We've got that all for you. We've got the scouting notes on them, how they graded, what the grades mean. Then we got a free agent strategy report on every team in the league, what their needs are, what their priorities are, who their free agents are, who their targets, uh, how every player on their team graded out this past year. We got it all covered for you. So it's, we feel, one of the best times to join us over at LandryFootball.com. And on top of that, the scouting season offer gets you the best deal we've ever had. So check that out. All right, so... A couple of things, now get it off the top. Uh, I'm going to get into the what the new CBA means, but the Tom Brady sweepstakes is no doubt the biggest storyline headed into free agency. Now, we told you for a couple of weeks that while everybody was saying Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel. It's close to him. That's where he's gone. Shopping for houses. Yeah. The Titans have been focused on Ryan Tannehill and getting a deal done with Ryan Tannehill. Deadlines, force movement. Deadline being, okay, free agencies getting close. They strike a deal Sunday. Tannehill's done. We've got the complete details of the contract. We'll get to more of that in a second. We've got the details over at LandryFootball.com in yesterday's notebook. But so if you thought that he might be a fallback plan, if they couldn't get a deal done with Tannehill, 
That's off the board. We know the Niners have not been interested in it, in Tom Brady. I don't know of the level of interest with the Raiders. I don't get the sense it's as much as people think, and I don't get the feeling that that's the move that the Chargers are going to make. Personally, I think the Chargers would be more inclined to make a run, get a Justin Herbert, and obviously have Tyrod Taylor now and go forward with that. I think Derek Carr, I would rather have, you know, right now their situation. Here's the point. With any situation with Tom Brady, Um, you've got to look at and see whether it makes common sense. Um, where can he go to compete? I don't think in some of the places he can compete and be in the mix to help a team make a playoff run in most of the teams he's been associated with. Or the teams that maybe people have associated with them may not are not as interested because it's such a short term move with him. Um, I have felt all along that Tom Brady's going back to New England is planning to going back to New England, but you've got to, in his case, leverage play this and leverage in terms of money. Of course, that's always a factor, but what are we going to do to fix? All right, we've got Dante Skarnacki leaving as line coach. What are we going to do to improve our offensive line? What are we going to do to improve our receiver weapons, a back? I mean, what are the plans there? That's a little bit of leverage. And quite frankly, the Patriots have taken this, even though he's an iconic figure and player, like any business decision they would make. Um, I still think that's where he's going to go by deductive reasoning and no inside information. Um, I can tell you this. This would be classified, I guess, as inside information. The Patriots do not think there's a big market for Tom Brady. And, and they're right. I mean, there's a market, but they don't think that there's, like, a bidding war. And this is why Brady and his camp, and we mentioned this to you last week, didn't we? We mentioned on LandryFootball.com and here that they're putting a lot out about, well, the Niners and this. None of that's coming from the team. Because when I checked into the whole Tennessee thing, that wasn't what they were interested in. And it definitely was nothing coming out of San Francisco from their side. So, you always look at the information, and I realize we're in an information age, but a lot of the information is inaccurate and put out there for a purpose, for public consumption to create maybe a market that's not there. Now, you think, well, why is it not a market for a quarterback that may go down as the greatest in history? Because it's going to be 43, it's a short term, and what are you doing? with a guy that's not going to be the difference. So the new the new uh, discussion is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First of all, let's examine it 
for the Bucks. If Tom Brady goes with the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers still probably not a playoff team. Unless everything collapses around them. They're not that good. They've got major issues still. They've got some receiver weapons, but would they be better? Of course they'd be better with Tom Brady than they have been. But is that going to make the difference? No. Um, who knows? I mean, it could they possibly, as, as it looks like, by the way, and we'll get to this in the CBA talks, you could have an extra team in the NFC. You could, in essence, could you maybe see, if they're able to improve things, could you see the Bucks getting into the playoffs? Yeah, I could see them maybe getting in, particularly if we do add the playoff team, extra playoff team in each conference this year. More on that later. Not definite, but probable that's going to happen. Sure, I could see it. But, I mean, this is not like, well, Tom Brady goes to the Bucks, Tom Brady goes to the Chargers, Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, and boom, there's your favorites now. No. I mean, he'll make a difference in any place he goes. But he's not going to make a substantive difference. I think the quote-unquote leverage, and I think the Bucks have come out as the real player now because they can no longer use the Titans as, you know, the, the, the Brady camp can't use the Titans as um, a real option. They can't use the Niners as one because that never really they tried to stoke that fame and it never took off. So I think that the Bucks are just the next. Let's throw it out there, and let's see. Now, here's what we don't know: Could there be a mystery team? Could a team like the Colts be in position? See, this is why this stuff is thrown out. Could it be? You throw that out there. Could a team like that come out and say, we'll do this. We want to get a young quarterback. We like Jacoby Brissett, but we don't think it's enough. We'd like to do that. That's where I would look. If if Tom Brady does not sign with New England, look for something like that. And I'm not saying it's going to be the Colts, but I do think the Colts would be interested maybe in a Brady, maybe in a Phillip Rivers, Depending on the cost, though, but you're going to spend a ton of money for a year or two, and it's not likely going to bring you the results that you want. So I don't think it's a good move for Tampa. And secondly, do I think Tom Brady's going to go to Tampa? I do not. I think it's leverage to get as much out of New England. I think if New England offers them a decent deal he stays. So I think if the Bucks offer him thirty million a year and the Patriots offer him, you know, twenty two, I think he'd take less money to go to New England. But the more money he could get another team to offer might be an extra million or two or maybe leverage a couple of other things that he might want and stay in New England. That's my read on what's going on. So count me out of the thinking that signing with the Buccaneers are realistic. Now, look, let's go through a scenario. What if there is a point in the negotiations 
where it just gets maybe not contentious, but so cold and businesslike where Brady says, bleep it. I'm not going back to New England. You got to have a home. I'm not saying that the Colts or someone else is going to want to pay him what he wants. Then I think it would be a little bit of a scramble because I don't think, in my opinion, knowing the Brady situation as I do, I don't think he sees Tampa as a good fit. So I think at that point he'd be looking for other opportunities. And look, I mean, if there are no other ones and you want to sit there and look, if your goal is you want to go prove it somewhere else, you want to do it, I I don't think you're doing that at Tampa. But if there are no other options, you know, do I 100% rule it out? Uh, You know, no, you can't rule out anything 100%, I guess. But I would say... Look out for a mystery team before I would think he'd go to Tampa. Could be wrong on that. It's kind of how I read it. That's kind of how I see it. I think it's a leverage to get as much out of New England as you're going to get and whatever they're going to get. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. Let's watch it on Monday because Monday is the last day up until midnight that the Patriots have exclusive negotiating rights with him. No one can technically talk to them. Now, are there conversations? Again, we'll get, I'll get into that now. As of Monday night, then you got other people can talk. So maybe – here's what I would always say to you, and it usually happens this way. If you hear a team is rumored to be in the mix, they usually are not in the mix. It's the team that you don't hear that comes out of the blue, that's really in the mix. I think there may be a team, maybe like the Colts, that might be in the mix, but I I don't know how substantive that would be. But I don't think if you're hearing somebody like Tampa, I think that's the best sign that they're really not in it. Now, I'm not saying that the Bucs wouldn't be interested or wouldn't, wouldn't throw some money his way. I just don't think... There's much to it. I think the fact that the Bucks would have an interest fits right into their mission of creating a type of environment where there's a threat for him to go there, and that only increases the chances of getting a better deal somewhere else and then maybe getting the Patriots to also add to more what they're doing. We'll keep you up to date on everything, obviously, on Monday. And then, again, the next deadline after Monday is – You got until Wednesday, the Patriots do, to get a deal done with Brady because another team can begin to legally tamper with a player at midnight Monday, but they can't do a deal with them on Tuesday. Okay? They can't do a deal with them Wednesday morning. Wednesday at noon Eastern, Another team could come in and sign them, or any other free agent for that matter. They're a fair game for everybody. But until then, right now, it's looking like it. Now, again, a couple of things. It is an indicator but not a definite that if Brady doesn't sign with the Patriots um, before the start of the league year, 
it affects how much uh, cap out outlay or uh, accelerated bonus money goes into the contract. So in other words, if he signs to go somewhere else, it's different in terms of what the cap number is. It can be prorated over two years, <clears throat> or it can it it could be forced accelerated after that. So I think it it would be a definite indicator that he's leaving New England if he doesn't sign by Wednesday. Or it's a greater pro let's put it it's a greater probability that he doesn't sign with New England if he doesn't sign by Wednesday at noon. If that deadline passes, then it increases the chances he goes somewhere else, but doesn't close the door on it. But that's usually the case. He's usually out the door at that point. So we'll keep you an eye, 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 on, on, eye out on it for you. <clears throat> but that's my read on it. Um, I'm going to get into some highlights of the new CBA that you really need to know and and really need to, I think, focus on a couple of things, more than a couple. The salary cap number is $198.2 million. Um, the, the deal was done because it helps middle-class players. 65% of the players in the league make minimum salaries. So 500 players didn't vote. Shame on them. Educate yourself, guys, and vote. You have nothing to complain about if you don't vote. So minimum salaries are increased by 20% immediately. So it's good for them. This is why the guys that complained about it being a bad deal are the big-name guys. Richard Sermons, Aaron Rodgers. They play an extra game. They've made their money. It affects – it negatively it, it 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 doesn't help them as much it helps the middle class players. So they they're hey, welcome to politics, huh? Take care of me. Don't give a damn about anybody else. Okay. Now, the twenty twenty season is gonna look familiar. Four preseason games, sixteen regular season games. Okay. With one new feature. It we I am almost certain not definite, but the league's expected to add that wild card team to each conference, meaning there are going to be two extra wild card uh, games on wild card weekend. Okay, so keep that in mind. Only the top seed will get a buy. Now, the league has a window to add a 17th regular season game beginning in 2020 and ending in 2023. Okay, so in other words, they got a window they can add the 17th game in 2021 or 2022. Or 2023. Now, 2022 seems to be the sweet spot because it's the most logical time because all the new broadcast contracts will be in place by then. So it will allow it to say, we got you 17 games. We've got you an extra um, week of NFL football. And for that, we're going to need this much more money. The playoffs, again, I think are going to be put in the extra wildcard teams, I think, are going to be put in this year. So, now, it's just something you may not have thought of, but with an uneven number of games, you got 17 now. Okay, you're going to have 
one conference receive a 17th game as a home game, the other conference getting additional home games. So you're going to have 17 games. It's not eight and eight. Eight home games, eight road games. Okay. So, I mean, so you're going to have nine home games and eight road games one year, and you're going to have eight home games and nine road games the next year. Um, you're going to have limited to 16 padded practices during training camp. Currently, you got 28. This is going to affect preparation big time. Players can't be at the facility for more nor than 12 hours a day, which is why a lot of players, quarterbacks, have almost an office set up at their house. Teams are not allowed to add padded practices in the regular season once the 17-game season start. I'm talking about the regular season now. So the padded practice is going to be limited to 14, 11 of which may be held during the first 11 weeks. The active roster is going to go from 46 to 48 players. Practice squads are going to go expand to 12 players in 20 and 21 and 14 in 2022. Two practice squad players each week can be elevated to the team's active roster, meaning the roster during the week will effectively be 55. Okay. Um, so, look, players are getting a higher share of revenue, and it's going to increase, and – the percentages will increase, and the overall money of which their percentages will increase by the increased money. Now, the other thing that's not big to you and won't make any difference to you, but I think is important to understand for players, the players are now going to be paid differently. They've been paid in 17 weekly installments during the regular season. 17 because you've got a bye week as well as the um, – 16 games plus the bye week. So you get paid 17 installments. Now the players are going to be paid over 34 weeks or 36 weeks once the season expands to 36 games. So the new system will allow them to collect paychecks for eight months of the year instead of just four. This will help help them better manage their money. Be shocked how many players run out of money because they're spending it each and every week like, you know, they're going to have that all year round, and then they're, you know. Anyway, you know, so that's that's a problem that we've had for a while, and I think that's a good thing to benefit them. You're going to have a veteran salary benefit, uh, which is going to be interesting. So it'll allow a team to re-sign up to two of its own players, provided they have at least four years of service time, and exclude as much as $1.2 million dollars of the player's base salary from each year's cap. So let's say that you're a four-year player on a team. They want to re-sign you. They can offer you a one-year $6.25 million deal, and only $5 million of it would count against the salary cap if they designated you as one of their veteran salary benefit exceptions. So um, that's good. Um, the franchise and transition tags are still in play. Um that's really key. It the, the there's issues on discipline. It, right now, the new CBA eliminates suspension for positive marijuana tests. The idea is to focus the drug program on clinical care as opposed to punishment. Um, the the gonna have a um, a 
a, a committee that will oversee some of this decisions on how to deal with players as opposed to having it all done by the commissioner, which is a big bone of contention for players. Um, so in the playoff um, uh, bonuses, we, we've got that. I won't bore you with that, but uh, I've got in the Sunday notebook, we've got more, even a lot more details, what I call 12 big bullet points on the new CBA. Uh, and we've got including the projected tag numbers, which are projected based upon that. Officially, that will be coming up uh, on Monday. But you can uh, you can get you can get all the details on that. So um, obviously, Tannehill, the big news of the day, waiting on Brady. Some other news around the league: the Texans have signed Bradley Roby to a three-year, thirty-six million dollar extension. Um, the Falcons got a three-year extension with Tyler Davidson. Um, the Vikings are in talks to extend Dan Bailey, a field goal kicker. Um, the Ravens, a big move for them, really good move, uh, acquiring Calais Campbell. Uh, 33 years old, the guy can still play. Acquired him for a fifth-round pick. In the final year of his deal, he's going to actually, he got a two year, $27 million extension. Um, so good, versatile player, can line up at different spots. They're obviously going young in Jacksonville, but they really struggled with some of their decisions that they've made in their front office for some time. But Baltimore's really good move for them. We mentioned that New England was working on getting a long-term extension for Devin McCourty. They got a long-term extension. That clears up some cap room. So this helps as they try to make a run at Brady. And as I said in the early part of the show, I would suspect that they'll get a deal done with Brady, mainly because they just have to be in the range of somebody else. They don't have to match. I think they... You're not going to give Patriots a discount, but it's common sense. He's not going to leave New England to go somewhere where, you know, where he's got another option if the Patriots are anywhere near close. Now, if they're not, negotiations go poorly. Who knows? We'll see. Um, we went into that. That's kind of where the Patriots are. With McCourty done, and they, they were, this is all planned now, they've got – um, Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then half a day on Wednesday. I would say by Tuesday night, we ought to have a good feel and maybe wrap something up by Wednesday morning before the start of the league year. That's where I would suspect the Patriots to get a deal done with Brady if a deal's to be made. The Colts signed Anthony Costanzo to a two-year, $33 million extension. Left tackle's been really good. Missed the first five games of 18 with a hamstring injury. Played really well in 19. Um, you know, Jacoby Persett's holding on the ball too long. Costanza was really, really still one of the better tackles in the league. Now, um, their next order of business is the quarterback situation. Are they in the Brady conversation? No one's talking about them. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard them linked to Brady. I, I just, you know... Wondering if they might be. 
Probably not, but just throwing that out there. The Dolphins have some interest in recently released Melvin Gordon. Uh, the Chargers are not resigning him. But we'll see where he ends up. It's a needy t- running back team. Turned down $10 million annually, annually. I don't know what they would be willing to spend for him. I, to me, I don't know. You know, um, to have their situation in Miami where you had Kenyon Drake and you let him out the door and you go and sign Melvin Gordon, I don't know that that makes a lot of sense to me. So we'll see if that's just talk or if there's any substance to that, any walk to that talk. Free agent defensive tackle Darius Kilgo is expected to be medically cleared soon. Missed all of the 19 season. Uh, the Lions signed their outstanding long snapper Don Mobach, 38. Um, he's been snapping there since 2004. He's two Pro Bowls. He's a machine. Um the Panthers are not picking up Dontario Poles' option for 2020. So that's expected. They're going to save $9.8 million. He's going to be available there. Um, looks like Shaq Lawson is going to be hitting free agency and testing the market. Buffalo uh, drafted Lawson as the 19th overall pick in 16. Um, the Redskins placed a franchise tag on Brandon Sheriff on Saturday. Um so it's important. It looks like they're still going to try to trade Trent Williams. Um, the Ravens, in addition to making that trade, um, they finalized a deal with Jihad Ward. Uh, played 11 games with the Ravens as a backup in 19 after leaving the Colts. Uh, got some depth. So good weekend for the Ravens with Campbell and, and re-signing him. Um Chance Warmack had lined up some visits with some NFL teams. That's on hold due to the suspension of that. Looks like free agent Javon Curse is going to test the market. J-Ron Curse. Um, he wants out of Minnesota. The Vikings hadn't had any, showed any interest in bringing him back. The Texans re-signed Philip Gaines to a one-year deal. Uh, the Bengals are definitely listening to some offers on Andy Dalton. Uh, I think they would do a deal for a third-round pick. Keep that in mind. Um, the Bills re-signed Jason Kroom to a one-year contract. The Ravens, DeAnthony Thomas, to a one-year contract. The Giants to David Mayo, uh, David Mayo to a three-year contract. The middlebacker uh, signed a two-year deal with the 49ers last March but couldn't crack the squad. Um He's played every down in, in every down roll for them. They liked him. The Patriots re-signed Matthew Slater to a two-year deal. Um, he's 35. He's one of the team leaders there. I know the Redskins have an interest in free agent Thomas Davis. Obviously, the connection with Ron Rivera. Um, Jared Valdir is, is somebody that I know the Lions are looking pretty hard at. Uh, I don't think he's a starter anymore, but he can certainly help in – Reserve role. Um, the Bears have placed a second-round tender on restricted free agent Roy Robertson. Defensive lineman played pretty well for them. Second-round tender um, will likely chase off uh, some teams from moving on to them. The Broncos exercise uh, Brandon McManus' uh, 2020 option, as they did Todd Davis. Um, 
it was expected with Davis and McManus, and they exercised Von Miller's option. So they were able to get some deals done. Franchise tag uh, was put on Yannick Ndokwe by the Jags, as we said. They're likely going to still explore trade options. So if you want them, you got to trade for them. This weekend, the Vikings released tight end David Morgan. He was a backup option behind Rudolph and Irv Smith. The Lions released Rick Wagner, the right tackle this weekend. It's going to save them $6.1 million of cap room. The Chargers restructured the contract of linebacker Denzel Perryman, took a pay cut to remain on the team, due $6 million in 2020, but now he'll um, have to earn that on incentives. The Chargers released Brandon Meebank, um, also Thomas Davis that we mentioned that the Redskins might be interested. Um Although I mentioned the Redskins are interested in moving Trent Williams, that's been slow. Slow for a number of reasons. We'll see if that'll pick up. Linville Joseph was released by the Vikings on um, this weekend. Core of the Vikings defense has been together for years. Now they're going to have cutting Xavier Rose on Friday. Uh, Linville Joseph this weekend. Um, the Titans, of course, been busy with the re-signing of Ryan Tannehill. By the way, that's going to be a priority I would think and we should see that announcement by Monday morning They're either going to get a deal done with Derrick Henry or I would suspect they put the tag on Derrick Henry the tag figure for the running backs probably going to be 10 million or 10-2 in that range 10-2-7 in that area letting him out the door doesn't make a whole lot of sense I would certainly put the franchise tag on him um play with them another year if, if if nothing else they the titans did release delaney walker it saved 6.4 million dollars against the ta- cap um he's not been nearly as effective we mentioned the vikings and uh, their releases they did release xavier rhodes as the, the bengals released cordy glenn attempted to trade him we knew that wasn't going to be the case we said for a while that the Broncos were going to put the franchise tag on Justin Simmons if they couldn't get a long-term deal. That has been the case, 11.44. is what we're projecting the safety tag to be, and that's what is. He's set to make um, just under $13 million this year, but looking for more guaranteed money. Um, the Chargers placed the franchise tag on Hunter, on Hunter Henry. Uh, the Bucks re-signed Tanner Hudson, the tight end. Um, I do know that Christian Kirksey did visit the Bills on Friday before the whole um, stoppage of visitations. And the Titans released Ryan Suckup, uh, their kicker. And, uh, of course, the Ravens put the franchise tag on Matt Judon. Um, the 49ers adjusted DeForest Buckner's fifth-year option, fifth option from $14.3 million to $12.3 million. Uh, $12.3. Um, so it looks like the, the Cowboys are now obviously in a situation where they're having to uh, put the tag on Dak Prescott. They can't lose Dak Prescott, so they're going to have to put the tag on Prescott unless they're able to get a deal done um, You know, early tomorrow morning with Dak Prescott. They're going to have to put the tag on him, I would think. Don't think they're going to risk losing him. And which would mean they've got to get a deal that they could likely lose Amari Cooper. Or he hits the open market and they could lose him. The Bears re-signed Andy Trevathan to a three-year, $21.7 million contract. He turns 30 later this month. Been a really good player for them. 
Uh, fellow inside backer Nick Kawakoski is scheduled to hit the free agent market. Um, the Dolphins we mentioned, or they got a couple of pre-draft visits in before the visit stopped. Jordan Love was in for a visit. Yeah, people are wondering about that and asking me about that. Folks, they're doing the due diligence. What if, what if something happens where Burrow and two is gone and they can't get either one? What do they feel about Justin Herbert versus Love? At that point, would they move down and consider taking Love? You, you have to explore those options before you get put in that situation. It's too late to be thinking about what you think about Jordan Love and how'd your meeting go with him. You know, the, the decisions are going to be based off of film and study and all that, but you want to do your due diligence. So don't read too much into it. They also visited, they're visiting with a lot of running backs, and they'll, they'll do that. Uh, on the situations with veteran visits, look, it's going to be a lot of, um, what do you call those virtual interviews, you know, where you, you have to do it electronically. Simple as that. It's a, it's a, it's a unique situation and a unique time. So we'll see how this plays out. Folks, a reminder again about our great folks at 401k Generation bringing you all the best uh, financial advice that you can ask for in these tough times as well as regular times. Give them a call. Give them a text today. License in all 50 states at 1-866-998-5879. Want to remind you to sign up for this podcast and sign up for LandryFootball.com. Using our scouting season offer, you can get all the latest information. We'll have updated news and notes for you on LandryFootball.com. Uh, all the details, all the free agent uh, evaluations, free agent draft boards, free agent scouting reports, team-by-team free agent strategical analysis for each team we got it all covered for you so you are going to be armed with the best free agent information uh, you could have it's it's we have nfl teams that are uh, involved in are looking at this information that have access that pay for this information and you can get it for a lot less less than five dollars a month will get you access to not only this but our draft boards coming up, our draft scouting reports. Uh, look, this offseason, this free agency period, looks like it's headed off as scheduled. Anything that changes, we're going to let you know on that or anything else. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. We know the Tom Brady situation is of most importance, is of most interest. We'll keep you up to date with all of that. Make sure that you join us over at LandryFootball.com. Follow me on Twitter at Landry Football, be tweeting out all the latest information. And certainly uh, check it out here each and every day, this week in particular, for all the latest as we bring the Pro Football Show to you each and every weekday. But uh, it's going to be real interesting. A reminder, though, as we tape this on the night before, there's information that takes place from the taping to the time that you might listen to it. That's why you want to be able to check Twitter at Landry Football, uh, Facebook Landry Football, as well as um, LandryFootball.com with all the detailed information and analysis. Uh, Join us on the College Football Show uh, each and every uh, day as well, and uh, we'll join you on Tuesday. We'll be another step closer. We'll have more news and notes. A lot's going to take place. Uh, today. So keep it on LandryFootball.com for the latest and join me tomorrow for all the wrap-ups 
right here on the Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landry. Be safe out there. Talk to you next time. <laughs>